ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, family, friends, and foes, and yes, even foes in the family, and to the standing between the living and the dead, prayer, devotional, memorial, family, evangelistic, service, family, members, my beloved. This is Daniel White, the third president of Gospel Light Society International, with the White House daily reading of the Chronological Bible, episode number 553, where I simply read the Holy Bible in the King James Version each day, in chronological order. This unique viewpoint allows us to read the whole Bible as a single true story and to see the unfolding of God's plan in history, the present and the future. Today we are reading Second Chronicles chapter 1 verses 14 through 17. Let's pray. Holy Father God in heaven, (coughs) pardon me, Lord. Holy Father God in heaven, I pray in the holy name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And I praise you and I thank you for your holy word. And I pray that you would grant me and all of us your energy, your strength, your unction and your anointing, your liberty, and the power of your Holy Spirit to read your Holy Word, to understand it, to preach it, and to preach your Holy Gospel from it, so that people who don't know you as Savior and who are on their way to a devil's hell would come to know you as Savior and not mock the truth. And for those who do know you as Savior, have your holy word to encourage their hearts and speak to their hearts as only you can. Save those who are lost, revive those who are saved. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and for sake. Amen. Pardon me. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, I have the high honor and the distinct privilege and the great pleasure to read in your hearing. Thus saith the Lord, the Word of God, the Holy Bible. At Second Chronicles chapter 1, verses 14 through 17. And Solomon gathered chariots and horsemen, and he had a thousand and four hundred chariots and twelve thousand horsemen. 
which he replaced, or rather which he placed in the chariot cities and with the king at Jerusalem. Pardon me. And the king made silver and gold at Jerusalem as plenteous as stones, and cedar trees made he as the sycamore trees that are in the vale for abundance. And Solomon had horses brought out of Egypt, and linen yarn, the king's merchants, received the linen yarn at a price. And they fetched up and brought forth out of Egypt a chariot for six hundred shekels of silver and an horse for an hundred and fifty. And so brought they out horses for all the kings of the Hittites and for the kings of Syria by their means. <clears throat> Pardon me. Let's pray. Holy Father God, we thank you for your holy word. It is more than like manna from heaven. Help us to feast on it. Help us to meditate on it. And... Uh, Lord, we say with the men on Emmaus Road, your holy word burns in our hearts. Uh, We say with your prophet Jeremiah, is like a fire shut up in my bones. What a description, and that's how it really is. And we give you the glory, praise, and honor. Save those who are lost, revive those who are saved. Encourage those in the faith. who are true believers. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and for his sake. Amen. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, in Christ Jesus, family, friends, and foes, and yes, even foes in the family, and to the standing between the living and the dead, service family members. My beloved, this is Daniel White, the third president of Gospel Light Society International, with the scripture and the sense. Pardon me, podcast episode number 974, where I simply read the Word of God and give the sense of it based on an authoritative commentary source such as the Bible knowledge commentary and or the Matthew Henry commentary. This podcast is based upon Nehemiah chapter 8 verse 8 where it says Ezra and the Levites read in the book in the law of God distinctly and gave the sense and caused them to understand the reading. 
So, dear friends, the aim of this podcast is that through the simple reading of the Word of God and the giving of the sense of it, it is my humble prayer that the church would be revived and the world would be awakened and saved from the wrath of God to come and saved from the eternal hell to come for so many by believing in the Lord Jesus Christ who said the most important words ever said in the history of the world. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Today, Dear friends, we're reading Malachi chapter 3, verse 1. Behold, I will send my messenger, and he shall prepare the way before me, and the Lord whom ye seek shall suddenly come to his temple, even the messenger of the covenant whom ye delight in. Behold, he shall come, saith the Lord of hosts. My dear friends, I just read in your hearing Malachi chapter 3 verse 1. Now here is the sense of it. Here is the understanding of it with the help of the Holy Ghost, prayer, and the Bible knowledge commentary. Holy Father God, illuminate your holy word. Help us to see it and to understand it, to love it and to obey it. And help us to truly confess our sins and repent of our sins as your saints. And Lord, save those even in the church who are not saved and outside of the church as well. By the power of your grace, by the power of your mercy, by the power of your concern, And out of the power of your compassion and love, in Jesus Christ's name, we pray and forsake. Amen. Dear friends, the Bible Knowledge Commentary of the BKC shares regarding this passage after the preparation by God's messenger. Suddenly, the Lord will come to his temple. The coming of the Lord in his day is a much-discussed theme among the prophets. Zechariah said he will come to Zion and dwell there. Ezekiel predicted the return of the glory of God to the temple. Malachi's two preceding oracles identified serious problems in the practice of temple worship. So the coming of the Lord to his temple would answer the questions about his justice and would have an ominous significance for the priests. The title of the messenger of the covenant occurs only here in the Bible. This individual is not the same as my messenger in 3.1, for the messenger of the covenant comes after the earlier messenger. Most likely, the messenger here should be identified with the Lord himself. The word messenger can be translated angel, and the angel of the Lord 
and the angel of the Lord, a manifestation of God himself, had been quite active in Israel's earlier history. The parallel phrases, the Lord you are seeking and whom you desire, reflect the general expectation of the Lord's coming, as predicted by many other prophets. But these phrases also carry a note of sarcasm, if you will, that Israel's hope was superficial was indicated by her question. However, though uh, their hope was superficial, he will come. Shall we pray? Holy Father God, we pray in the holy name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And Lord, we thank you for your holy word and a better understanding of your holy word. Help us to do our part that you have called us to do. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and for his sake. Amen. We are now in the family segment as we go to the family verses. And yes, Ephesians chapter 6 verses 10 through 20 are very much a part of that because if you don't take heed to this passage and obey it, your marriage and your family is going to fall apart. Verse 10, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Make sure you pray and ask God for his strength, his leadership, guidance, and direction. Don't try to do this Christian life without his help. Uh, Verse 11, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Put on the whole armor of God. Put on all of the protection that God has told you to put on because you will need it, not only for yourself, but for your spouse and for your children. Somebody needs to be praying around the clock in your family. Verse 12, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. And if you don't understand this principle, your marriage is doomed, because you're going to always think that is just the flesh and blood in front of you. And they may want you to think that, but that's not the real issue. The real issue is the devil is using them like a puppet to try to hinder you from walking with the Lord or from serving the Lord. Verse 13, Wherefore take unto you the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. Evil days are coming, and having done all to stand, make sure you stand by the grace of God. Verse 14, stand therefore having your loins good about with truth and having on the breastplate of righteousness. You need to read and study and meditate on the word of God and you need to obey the word of God. Stay in the love of God by uh, obeying his word and being obedient to him. Practicing, not only are you Uh, Not only are you uh, in the position of being righteous, uh, God wants you to actually practice righteousness uh, right here on this asphalt, on this earth. 
and I think that we're going to pretty much leave it there. We have one more day in this passage, and we'll wrap it up tomorrow. Let's pray for other families and other people. Holy Father God, we pray for all Christian families that um, stand for you. We pray that they will obey your holy word found in Ephesians chapter 5 and chapter 6 for the good of their family. We pray for the salvation of all other families that don't know you as Savior so that they can apply your holy word to their lives. We pray for the salvation uh, Lord of the lost, for the revival of the saved, for the healing of the sick, for the comfort of the grieving around the world. And Lord, we pray uh, uh, for all people who name the name of Christ and have mercy and grace upon us and forgive us of our sins of not obeying your great commandment or your uh, great commission. Help us to repent. And Holy Father God, we pray for all people who name the name of Christ, that you'll help us all to humble ourselves and to pray and seek your face and to turn from our wicked ways and get back to you, our first love. And Lord, we pray uh, for everybody in the government, from the president on down across this country and around the globe. Uh, Lord, we pray for all uh, government ministers. We pray for their salvation, their calling, and that you lead God and direct them to make wise decisions and to do what is needed so that we can lead peaceful and quiet lives. And Holy Father God, I pray now for the family and friends of Massachusetts veteran Edgar Van Buren, as we pray, Lord, for the families that need comforting because of the death of loved ones. Only you can comfort these people. And Lord, we pray for the family and friends of Massachusetts veteran David Cohen, we pray for the family and friends of Pennsylvania resident Marshall Evans Jr. And Lord, we pray for the family and friends of Montana resident Barbara Early. And Lord, we pray for the family and friends of Rhode Island resident David Weston Jr. And Holy Father God, we pray for the prayer requests that have come in, and we pray for the thousands that have come in in the past. We pray for salvation and spiritual, family and life, financial and material, protection and provision, mental and physical blessings, Lord, upon all of the people who have sent in prayer requests down through the years, hear and answer their prayers, and hear and answer our prayers for them. And Lord, we pray now for some new prayer requests, and we pray the same blessings upon them. We pray for Maris, <coughs> we pray for Jason, Michelle, and their families to get saved, restore their relationships with Tekla and Maris 
and help them to follow your directions. We pray for Pastor Bushibi. Thank you for the souls saved at their uh, church meetings. Thank you for the good report from the meeting in Soroti. Thank you, Lord, for Timothy's continued recovery. <coughs> Pardon me. Please heal Melanie's eyes and bless the surgery. Please bless them with a water well. Please comfort Greg's family after he was killed in a motorbike accident. Enable them to register church properties with the government. Deliver them from economic hardships. Bless them with peaceful elections. Let your will be done in their lives and in ours. And Holy Father God, we pray that you bless them with church construction and financial resources uh, for open-air gospel crusades. Bless them as they fast and pray. And Lord, we pray for Cecil. Please protect them as they travel to a family reunion and bless the Sunday school and worship service. Help them all to return to their homes as new creatures in Christ Jesus. And Holy Father God, we now pray for the people who have believed on you and who have trusted in you through the simple preaching of your gospel from this sacred desk. We pray for uh, some, so, Sempaija Dennis in Kampala, Uganda. We pray for Nancy, Mitutu, Ezra, and Douglas. And Lord, we pray for the people who have recommitted their lives to you. Help them to grow in the faith with you. Yolanda, Dansu, Godwin, Jillian, and Patrick, we commit all these souls into your hands. Let your will be done in their lives and in ours. Lord, bless the service to follow. We give you the glory, the praise, and the honor. In Jesus Christ's name, I do pray and for sake. Amen. Now, dear friend, if you are with us today, if you do not know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, John 3.16 states, For God so loved the world. These are the words of Jesus Christ. God so loved the world. That means that if you are in this world, God loves you. That he gave his only begotten son, God gave up his only begotten son to suffer and to bleed and to die on the cross for your sins. He shed innocent blood on the cross for your sins because Jesus Christ never committed a sin in word, in thought, in attitude, or in deed. Yes, you can have a sinful attitude. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son up to suffer and to bleed and to die on the cross for our sins, however, our lies, our stealing, our lusting after people and things, coveting after people and things, what other people have, our disrespect and dishonor and disobedience and having bad attitudes towards our parents, our taking God's name in vain and so many other sins. These are just five of the Ten Commandments. 
If we have broke one of them, we have broken the whole law according to the Bible. Jesus died for all of our wickedness and all of our sins. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, he was speaking of himself, that whosoever believeth in him, the word whosoever means anybody at any time, the word believeth means to trust in, to have faith in him, Jesus Christ. Should not perish, that is, you will not go to hell, but have everlasting life. So, dear friend, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ today so that you can be saved from the torments of hell. For the Bible teaches that once you die unsaved, if you die without believing in Christ, you will immediately wake up in the torments of hell. If you want to avoid that and wake up in heaven and in the arms of Jesus Christ, if you will, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ down here. For the Bible says in Romans 10, 9 and 13, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou you shalt be saved. For whosoever, whosoever, that, there's that word again, whosoever, anybody at any time, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Saved from what? Saved from hell. Saved to what? Saved to heaven. It's very simple to be saved, very easy to be saved, contrary to what people will tell you. You don't have to be in a church building to get saved. You don't have to join a church to get saved. You don't have to get baptized to get saved. You don't have to give any money to the church to get saved. You don't have to shake the preacher's hand. You don't have to raise your hand. You don't have to walk down the aisle. You don't have to do anything to get saved, but believe in Jesus Christ and call on his name and pray and ask him to save you. And he will do so, my beloved. If he did it for me, he'll do it for you. So believe in your heart. Only you can do that that Jesus Christ suffered, bled, and died on the cross for your sins, was buried, and rose on the third day. Pray with me the sinner's prayer. Repeat after me phrase by phrase and mean it from your heart. Let's pray. Holy Father God in heaven, I acknowledge that I am a wicked sinner and I admit that I have broken your Ten Commandments. I have indeed committed some of those sins that were mentioned earlier by the preacher. And Holy Father God, I admit that I deserve to go to hell just like a criminal deserves to go to jail. For Jesus Christ's sake, please forgive me of all of my crimes and sins. Lord Jesus, please come into my heart and uh, into my spirit and save my soul. As I now believe with all of my heart in your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, who suffered, bled, and died on the cross for my sins, was buried and rose on the third day, 
And Lord, I don't I do not understand it all, but I thank you for it all. And I believe it all. Lord Jesus, please come into my heart and into my spirit and save my soul. And change my life. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. And help me to truly repent of my sins past. And to truly repent of my sins present. And to turn from my evil life. And to follow you, Lord Jesus, in the new life. For it is in your name I do pray. Amen. Now, dear friend of mine, if you just believed in the Lord Jesus Christ with all of your heart as your Lord and Savior, and you prayed that prayer with me and you meant it from your heart, I declare to you that based upon the Word of God, the Holy Bible, that I just shared with you, you are now saved from hell and you're on your way to heaven. Welcome to the family of God, dear friend. I want to congratulate you on doing the most important thing in life, and that is believing in the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. For more information to help you grow in your newfound faith in Christ Jesus, please go to gospellightsociety.com and read my book titled, What to Do After You Enter Through the Door. Jesus Christ said in John chapter 10, verse 9, uh, and this is what the book title is based on. I am the door, Jesus Christ said. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. Ladies and gentlemen, until next time, may the Lord bless you and keep you, is my prayer.